Hey there, you lovely humans. It's Doug here to welcome you to this week's episode of Mind Gap Podcast. I want to take a quick moment to truly thank our sponsor, Elephant and Castle. We've been partners with these guys for a while now, and they have shown us nothing but love, and I want to make sure you give them all the love as well. Please visit one or both of their locations at 185 North Wabash and 111 West Adams in Chicago, Illinois. They have incredible daily drink specials, delicious food, and they are also one of the premier locations to watch soccer in the city, or football if you're that kind of person. Do Justin and I a solid and stop by, get some food and a drink, and tell them how much you love them. While you're at it, tell them you heard about them on MindGap Podcast. That being said, this week we are joined by a MindGap all-star, the absolutely wonderful and inspiring human known as Chelsea David, joined Justin and I to talk about acting, why Shakespeare is intimidating to most people, and how awkward it is to network with people. It's gross, right? Chelsea is also a new cast member of the Drunk Shakespeare Show, which I'll let her tell you all about, but just know it's amazing and you have to see it. It's also right across the street from Elephant and Castle at 182 North Wabash, so grab a drink at ENC and then head over and check out her show. You can find all the performance details and ticket info at DrunkShakespeare.com. That being said, please enjoy episode 197 of Mind Gap Podcast, you dorks. Mind Gap Podcast. Chelsea David, Woo. welcome back. Hi. It's so, so to great be back, to have guys. you back. It's so great to be back. Uh, so Justin great. looked this up before we started, but uh, you were our first year anniversary as a podcast. No, you I were wasn't. episode 52. What? Yep. Yeah. Now wow. we're at episode 197. So Hell fucking yeah, we're coming up on four years, which is pretty mm, exciting. Mm, mm. <laughs> it only, yes, only yes, took that yes. long to get you back on the podcast. <laughs> I was really busy. I took a yeah. vacation. You're doing stuff. I had to take a shower. You know, you're doing stuff. <laughs> but now I'm back. I'm clean. You know, Life here is we good. are. Here we are. Yes, welcome back. Yeah. So um, amongst other things you were doing, you were doing some acting stuff. I was. You were out there doing things. We were trying. Yeah, we were trying. You're doing. You're doing just fine. I I feel fine now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I got to a good a good plot. Uh, yeah. Space in yeah. my in my career. Yeah. I feel good. Yeah. And one of the cool things you're doing right now is it's called Drunken Shakespeare. Correct? Yeah. It's called Drunk Shakespeare. Um, it's downtown Chicago, right by the Chicago Theater. Um, basically, a little a little uh, summary. Five actors do an adaptation of a surprise Shakespeare show. I don't want to give it away too quickly. Um, but one of the actors gets drunk at the top of the show. And then everybody has to do the show around them. And it is absolute mania. So I have a lot of questions <laughs> yes, about this. Because yes. this, first off, when Doug told me about this, I was like, that sounds terrifying it, as an actor. It is. Like to, to go up there and just be like, I know this is this is going to come on like a wave. Yeah. And there's nothing I can do to Or stop like, it. I've rehearsed it like this, but I don't know what that fucker over there is going to do. <laughs> so we have to be on our toes, you know? So does everyone... So do they do they take the shots on do they get drunk on stage or do they get drunk behind stage? So it's all on stage. Okay. Yeah. Because I didn't know it's if like the audience on stage for sure. I didn't know if the audience <laughs> knew and like or if they didn't know and they had mm-hmm. to just throughout the course of the show go oh 
Her. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's an ounce at the top of the show, right. and then you see every ounce of alcohol that they ingest is on stage. Uh-huh. And it's after, like, some um, five shots are at the top of the show. Um, there are challenges in the middle of the show that they, uh, the king or queen, whoever we uh-huh. have, uh, you know, elected that night, um, issues them more shots if they've not done a task correctly oh, or not to their liking. Yeah, it's absolute mania. And it's so <laughs> fucking fun. The cast, we have nine of us, and we're just goddamn idiots. <laughs> we're idiots, but we're all... They're so brilliant. Mm-hmm. I, I feel very... Like, no matter who is drunk up there, either myself or one of one of the other uh, cast members, we all just have each other's backs. And sure. it's That's such awesome. a pleasure to do the show nice. that's huge to be able to trust someone to that extent it's huge yeah it's huge like it's- honestly like i don't know if doug doesn't drink but i don't know if i would trust him to that extent if we were drunk on stage Listen. dude i tell you what i would probably be tackling or i've never been drunk <laughs> yes. but i think i'd be very physical and you'd yeah. be pimping everyone out. i would yeah. be i would be very handsy probably i'd probably be very aggressive i'd probably be <laughs> yes. like you know you Hamlet or Listen, whatever you know that is me <laughs> that's what I am so I'll tell you how you my killed first, my uncle that's like. how my drunk show went the first time I'll, I'll tell you so it was about two weeks ago um we knew ahead of time uh we have our intro music which I have like this I don't know hip-hop song that just gets me fucking jazzed up you know and I'm just a maniac when I drink I yeah. like scream I just become like <laughs> 10 times a version of me that's like just ten times louder. Well, here's the thing, and like ten times more affectionate, which is like here's, I'm already there. In I was like, I say, Chelsea, <laughs> I played with you before, and the thing I love about you is you're very big and you're very physical. Yeah. You're very like vivacious. Yeah. So if you're saying that's you know amplified, I mean times I, ten, my buddy. I don't th- <laughs> times ten. I don't think I, I I don't know what that'd be like, but I'd be curious to see. I feel like we need to go see the show. <laughs> you have to, uh, you have to, you have to. Um, but yeah, I mean everybody's different with their drunk shows, but I myself am like screaming, and uh, one or more articles of clothing are off, <laughs> and I'm just eating. The ta- we go to Taco Bell all the time right <laughs> next to the theater. What, well, so you're not going like, to go to Halal Guys? Come on. <laughs> Service there is shit. It's shit. It's it is. Shit. Um, but I'm like coming out with like a, a cheesy loaded potato griller and I'm just like, you know, delivering my lines through just like sheer dis- disgust. Um, yeah, it's just such a load of it's fun. Amazing. That sounds yeah, so, like I mean, a blast. Depending on the actor, the drunk actor, I mean, I'm definitely a screamer and a naked person. Um, we have like very that's cerebral. A le- that's a legitimate drunk yeah. persona. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. 100%. Yep. But we have like very cerebral drunkards really? on, on cast who just get like very talkative and like go down wormholes that we're all like, uh huh. <laughs> but what's your next line, buddy? You know, it's just so fun. But no matter, no matter, you know, the energy, we're all. It's such a an environment of like we build each other up as opposed to comedy and like tearing that person yeah. down. Yeah, it's yeah. like you look great, disheveled man. Like right? you know, like just trying to find the positive yeah. in that. Yeah. And I, I really love that the directors and the cast really worked hard to find that twist into it as opposed sure. to like self-deprecating yeah, sure, humor sure. too much. I mean, there's a bit of sure. that there, but like humor that really cuts your other cast members down because yeah. you don't feel supported, especially when you're in a vulnerable state of like, 
Absolutely. I'm feeling a little woozy, and then if some if I feel attacked, this could go sideways really quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know? absolutely. It's all, yeah. it's all building each other up, which is which makes for a great yeah creative environment. Yeah, because I, I remember um, you know seeing a couple of shows where you know people had been drunk, and they told people after the fact, "Man, I remember that picture. I was so drunk." And they're like, "Yeah, hey, moving forward, you should probably not do that." They're like, "Why? What did I do?" It's like, well, it's just not respectful to the rest right. of your team because we just don't know what headspace you're in. Whereas this is encouraging that, and you guys have that as like. The rules. Yeah. Someone will be very drunk, and our goal is to support them through this next 90 minutes, mm-hmm. and we're going to have fun while we do it. Yeah. I think that's really cool. And there's a lot of safety measures, you know, in taking care of the drunk actor. You mm-hmm. know, it's not like... Literal a, and figurative. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> and just, you know, like, yeah, they, they, will, they are always safe physically, mm-hmm. emotionally, mentally. You know, there's a yeah. lot. There's a lot in place to where they feel completely comfortable to be a goddamn lunatic, you know. So, which I, which I absolutely can can vouch for, having had one drunk show under my belt. Felt, <laughs> how, I felt how, amazing. How did you get? Well, how did you feel the next day? You know, surprisingly, I felt absolutely fine. Really? Yeah. Does I the adrenaline pumping fine. through you, like of a performance, does that counteract the booze at all? I feel like that's. 50% of it too because yeah. you're just like I don't know what I'm going to do and and the energy of the crowd I mean it's a it's a pretty intimate space yeah. and when it's packed it's packed sure. just that energy alone is like panic inducing or <laughs> energizing you know yeah. all at the same time and you're just like I was I get so hyped off of that. Sure. Just the energy of the audience. When we have smaller shows, you know, it's it's tougher in general. And smaller shows in theater in general is like yeah. hard because that's the nth character. You mm-hmm. know, when the audience is not into it, you're like, man, why did I show up for uh, work today? You know, oh, this is yeah. really hard. Right. Um so yeah, it it helps when we create an environment that like the audience can just easily get on board with and who isn't automatically on board with anything that's like drunk <laughs> like I think drunk, you, add, you yeah, add Shakespeare whatever. to that and it seems so much more accessible because Shakespeare's pretty you know most people are like uh, you know yeah. it's, it's a little you know I think people think it's a pretentious you know people it's a big uh, turn off you know yeah. Yeah, yeah or like like it's so it's not for it's not for the common folk or yeah. whatever I'm like Shakespeare is not something that it's not like another language. You just have to get familiar with it. It's really anyone can read it. Anyone can be a part of it. He was writing for, except you listener. Don't fucking try. Don't fucking try. You know who you were talking about. The, The entertainment at the time that Shakespeare was writing all of his plays, it was either go see a play or go, Go watch bear baiting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it when people when people are adamant about this is heightened poetry that needs this like really I don't know sacred place on this yeah. sacred pillar. Mm-hmm. I'm like he was drunk mm-hmm. half the time writing this stuff. He was hung over. He was a lush, you know, and and I think he would be. Um, Maybe not proud, but like, like 
It was I, it was kind of like the sitcom of that day or the drama of that day, yeah, the CSI of right. that day. It, it you know? really, I think he would be like, yeah, this is in the spirit of right. how it was. Yeah. I mean, the groundlings were throwing shit at the actors and yeah. they, were gro- they were in like a fucking mud pit, yeah, you know? Right. And that's who he was catering for sure. too and making fun of the monarchs and making yes. fun of the royalty, right, you know? Yeah. So These people, fancy rich people, you know, yeah. it, it, just, it wasn't sort of revered in the day. So why yeah. all of a sudden did it get revered today? Because it's yeah. lasted as long long because it has potency and it transcends time i'm gonna punch you (laughs) (laughs) no i mean it is beautiful poetry but like it doesn't have to be treated so sacred all the time yeah it could be well this this will be controversial but i mean this is that's how i feel about it we're gonna hear about it on the forums tomorrow This is how I feel about Christianity. I think, I think I think God is the like probably the funniest dude ever, yeah. and he's just like right. if you make fun of him or make fun of you know whoever your God is, I yeah, think yeah. they're like, oh, that was a good one. <laughs> you know, like don't take I it gave so them se- humor and they're using it. Fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Don't take it so seriously because yeah. then then we have nothing. <laughs> you know, then yeah. then we crack. Yeah. Well, I also imagine it's like it, it's sometimes where you have you know. A small child or someone who's obviously at a lower level mm-hmm. than you that's like, hey, and they, they either try to insult you yeah. or whatever, and you're like, oh, that's cute. That is amazing. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm not like, smite the child, <laughs> get out the sledgehammer, bam. Yeah. You are banished. <laughs> right, you yeah. banished. Know, it's just like the idea to be like, this, this powerful being is going to be like, I'm offended. Right. Strike them down! And yeah. they're like, whatever, man. I mean, I'll create whatever I want. I'm watching my own series yeah. over here where Game of Thrones doesn't Good suck. one. <laughs> Good one. Change the channel. Yeah, this- <laughs> Let his me own- see what's on my other planets. He has his own Twitter feed, you know. My other universes that I made. <laughs> Good one. I love that we're using actual, like, clickers, like, from the old days. But he's, he's sitting he's, back in his like chair like Archie Bunker. Just- he's got, like, a boob tube, I got you know? a fe- I got a real, like, Rick Sanchez... <laughs> Sort of like intergalactic, you know, cable, interdimensional cable. That's where my brain yes. was at. Yeah. Oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> I've got hands yeah. for eyes. But I mean, yeah, the the thing is, it's 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 very much when you think of Shakespeare. A lot of time, people pull back, and I'm I, I've had that, that yeah. experience. But for me, I'd rather watch it than read it. Yeah. Because uh, when I took Shakespeare in college. Um, they're like, read this play. I'm like, this sounds horrible. So I would go and I would, mm-hmm. at the time, uh, get a VHS uh, from the library, yeah. and I would and read it. along while I watched while it was playing because I'm like, oh, I can hear the tone, I can hear their interpretation, yeah. and it stuck better than if I just read it. I'm like, I don't know. Well, and this is gonna sound up my own ass, but it's a play for a reason. It's right. called a play right. for a reason. When when you study it in in yeah. an English class, that's all fine and good. But there are stage directions written into this. Yes. If there's no, like, actionable part of the curriculum with it, what the fuck are you doing? Exactly. Because, like, in, very, in class, they're like, sense. who At wants to, to play Ophelia? You will play Ophelia. And people are like, I'm reading this. And there's right. no direction. The yeah. English teacher's just like, yeah, we got to get through this. Otherwise, yeah. the state says we're going to lose and our I, funding. Yeah. I had a great English teacher who, uh, I think it was sophomore or junior year we we dove into was it thank you (laughs) yeah we dove into uh we dove into shakespeare and and we read romeo and juliet and a midsummer night's dream and my favorite and romeo and juliet i i really took to and i loved it Mm -hmm. but even as good of a teacher as he was we sat at our desks yeah and we well juliet read from over there and then romeo was over here and then ever like like no one we didn't get up and like we didn't engage in it yeah that would have made it so much more like just palatable and like enjoyable yeah i think that is the challenge 
of English teachers who are who are choosing to, you know, go about the Shakespeare route is you have to make it actionable. You have to it needs to get into these kids' bodies. Otherwise, it does feel untranslatable or non-translatable, whatever the word yeah. is. You know, it it doesn't feel accessible at all because it's just words on a page that that you're like, why is this grammar out of order? Right. That's what it feels like. When we read A Midsummer Night's Dream, I remember our teacher was sitting up there and we would read a line and he would, I would watch him chuckle to himself. And I'm like, why is that? I know this is a comedy. And why, why is, is that, that funny? funny? Yeah. I don't understand why you're laughing. He'd been studying it for 25 of years course. as his classes would go over it and over mm-hmm. it. But we saw this once. So we read this once and I'm like, this this isn't humor. And it was know? intimidating. Dumb and Dumber's funny. This isn't funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I when I started reading Shakespeare in probably 10th grade, I had a teacher who just sophomore. wasn't wasn't sophomore. Wasn't, sophomore. Yeah. Sophomore, yeah. wasn't jazzed about it. And then I went to a boarding school and my teacher was like, this was her fucking life. Nice. And and watching her get so excited about it, we couldn't help but be like, yeah. Well, tell tell we want to know how to read this. Right. We want it. We want in. Yeah. You know, and and there was a, a performance component with it um, because she got our theater teacher involved, and I thought that that was the greatest move that they could have ever made. Now, yeah. did that you is know? that what kind of propelled you into wanting to be a performer? Yeah, I See, went that's to huge. Yeah, yeah, I went to a, a performing arts, math, and science boarding school for gifted kids. Don't know how I got there. <laughs> Like honestly, honestly, it is just the facts of the of the thing. My transcript says this is thing. I somehow got in. (laughs) I went to school with people who are now neurosurgeons and and just doctors of all sorts of things. And then there's Chet, who's a surfer. And then there's me. Yeah. 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 Right. And then there's me. And I'm like, I don't know how I got in there, but I feel very lucky. Um, and I did my first play when I was a junior. That's awesome. Very yeah. cool. And Do you remember what it was? It was a George Fado French farce called Get Out of My Hair. <laughs> Lovely. I love yeah. that one. It, it, is, it was just... That's your favorite Fado. It, it is my yeah. favorite Fado. <laughs> He's a good player. <laughs> like, in defense of Fado. I do enjoy his plays. <laughs> um, yeah, I just started doing... Um, French farces when I when I first started doing plays, which are really fun to do in high school, and a lot of mm-hmm. high school theater teachers do it because they're just like giant, um, like comedy of errors. Honestly, sure. it's like missed entrances and you know yeah. it, a lot of physical chips stuff. in the night. Yeah. Oh yeah, physical comedy out the ass. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean it, it was a good time. And two years later, I went to college and decided like I think I want to do theater forever (laughs) um Christ um yeah and then you know it sort of put that school put me on on the path of what I'm doing now which is awesome you know I didn't have that opportunity when I was in my very small town high school yeah pre-k to graduation type school we're all on the same campus it's very small so yeah well, I had a similar experience. Um, you know, I was pre-freshman, so this is where I was. Oh, not uh, pre-freshman, not, soft- yeah. not sophomore, yeah. 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 Not, sophomore. Not, sophomore. not sophomore, not sophomore. Yeah, and uh, I've told the story a couple of times, but I took a. There was this two-week course um, that you could do in the summers. It was called the Joseph Baldwin Academy. And mm. is this where you met your uh, your your uh, the damsel that you kissed? Okay, so <gasps> is this is this, this where you is, met? Tell, is this, tell, is this tell, where tell, you tell, met tell, the love tell, of tell. your life? Uh, this is not where I met the love of my life, um, but. <laughs> The one that got away? This is not the one that got away. Um, 
All right, Chelsea, this one's for you. You guys, yes. some of you may have heard this, but it's it, so. I haven't. <laughs> you guys don't matter. So you can take you a do, lot of do. a lot of these different classes. Like, there's actually like you know pre-calc and stuff like yeah. that. You can earn college credit, and I had taken an art class, and I had taken. Um, a French class, and yeah. then the last year that I did, I took a Shakespeare class. Yeah. So it was a watered down, super watered down college course mm-hmm. for you know kids that are just about to start high school. Pre-fresh, pre-fresh. Not and sophomore. It's, it's two weeks. You get to live on campus. It's actually really cool. That's and awesome. It was really. I did really something cool. similar. Honestly, it's really fun. It's very yeah. immersive and everything like that. And and part of what we did is like a culmination of of our class was we got to do uh, quick scenes, mm-hmm. like snippets from. Uh, Shakespeare plays, and mine was from uh, Much Ado About Nothing. Oh, wow. And I played, is it Benedict? Benedict, I, And yeah. the, who is Beatrice was the other Beatrice, one. Right? That's yep. who it was. So uh, this girl and I, they had put together a collection of scenes mm-hmm. uh, from it to make kind of like a quick five-minute whatever back cool, and forth. It was like yeah. three pages or whatever. But in the scenes, uh, we kiss. And there was like no <gasps> PDA, wracking. no PDA allowed. Like you were, I was like pre-frosh, so oh I was like fourteen. God. So <laughs> that and, is so nerve-wracking, right? At any time, and we were performing this to a uh, our whole like group of people. Oh my like God. there was probably a hundred kids. Yeah, and. <laughs> Uh, this girl that I was with, she had never kissed anyone before. So, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> so it was, and we didn't no, know how to interpret. Real this. quick, you know, you've known Doug for a while, yes, and you're familiar with how Doug does not like uncomfortable situations. Yes, how it makes him super <laughs> like this. To me, is just like mm, I'm. That's so good. He's just I eating love, it up. I like this. your nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was worse for her. Because she was super intense about it. Because she's like, I've never kissed it. And we didn't realize that this is a comedy. We knew yeah. it was a comedy, but we didn't know how to. The only thing we knew but about their kissing. their dynamic is like. Exactly. Exactly. I'm better than you. No, I'm better than you. And we didn't. Yeah. We, and the thing is, as we were practicing this, like we didn't have oh like. God. There was only like two coaches. for So like we didn't get coaching for a while. So we practiced <gasps> oh, no. this scene so romantically. Oh. And we would be like. At first, we're like, we get to that part. We're like, let's just skip that part for now, and then we move on. And then finally, finally, we were like, we kind of have to do this, don't we? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, I have, I have to tell you something. I go, what? She goes, I've never kissed anyone before, and she was so freaked out. And I was like, it's totally cool. It's totally cool. And then it was like, (laughs) we go. I'm like, all right, here we go. I'm like, peace. I will stop your mouth. And then we just be like, "Mm." we just touch lips. That's it. For like one, two, three, go. And then (laughs) we let loose. And then we were like, "That's really sweet, though." We're like, "Own right." Oh, okay, was you think that was good? Yeah, I think that was good. I think we're good. And then our coach came over and he he watched <laughs> us do it, and he goes, "Oh, wrong." He goes, "No, oh, no, 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 no." He goes, "No, no, no." You guys are so competitive with each other. He's like, "No, no, 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 no." He's like, "You as Beatrice." He's like, "He's gonna kiss you, but you're gonna be like, no, 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 no. You don't kiss me. I kiss you. So he's gonna kiss you, and then you're gonna push him away, and then you're gonna be like, and you're gonna pull him, and you're oh gonna kiss him back." Oh my god! And it was like she it, was probably. Dying. It took well. It took all of that awkwardness out of it because we didn't have to be romantic. Yeah. It was, it was, oh we, yeah. Oh. We played that's in the great. comedy of where it's like, oh yeah, I'm arrogant and blah blah. Kiss you, and she's like, oh, oh no no. And it was. It made it more fun. I love that. As opposed to we have to pretend at 14 uh, to be romantic uh, and like, peace. I will stop your mouth. Mwah. We yeah. do we do it? And I got the most ridiculous outfit I could find yes. from the. I mean, it was r- gold. <laughs> Poofy, yes. like it was. I was like, tell "That's me, for me." Tell me, Chris Cochran has pictures. Of oh, there's a picture of that oh, somewhere. Thank God, and I will Chris find me. it. Chris I'm Cochran, proud of that. I am begging you, find that and say. If there was, if there was a moment, <laughs> if I, if I had leaned into that because I enjoyed every second of that, yeah. learning my lines and yeah. everything like that, and 
just I, there's this picture of me in, in behind everyone like yes i'm shakespeare like i really really enjoyed it but then went back to oh i can't do that like that's this fucking thing i'm knocking it around put that down (laughs) i i i was like that's not you can't do that that was Mm -hmm. in my mind like this is not a thing that you can do right it wasn't real like you couldn't you can't make a career out of this well not only that it was just like this isn't something that i can do right like Mm -hmm. i I was like no 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 and i would watch you know school plays here and there i'm like yeah yeah. And then, but there was always a part of me that enjoyed performing. Yeah. So, you know, when I had opportunities to do something or whatever, I, I realize now that there's always a part of me that enjoyed doing that. Yeah. Like there was a, a talent show. It was, it was like, a, they called it Mr. Augustana. It was like a male beauty pageant. Cute. Yeah. Right. Cute. And I got thrown in last minute because there was a cancellation and I made it to the finals. Like, <laughs> and I was like, Perfect. and part of the thing I had to do was Underdog like. Underdog for sure. Right. For sure. I was, I was, a, I was a freshman. I was a frosh. Oh, okay. Frosh. Not yeah. sophomore. Not, not right sophomore. before the year before sophomore. Yeah. Not yeah. sophomore. And so like I got in. Pre-soph. And, and I was like, I'd, I performed a song that I wrote on my guitar for everyone it was I, looking back I'm sure boy you want to see something horrible let's hope there's not a recording of that anywhere. Chris Cochran I'm begging you if there's Arf! a recording of that please but find I was like it I loved every me. second because all I wanted to do was get to the swimsuit portion oh my Christ because because I had gone to Europe and I bought <laughs> hold on hold on prefacing it that's with that even the, that's hold the on we don't even need more explanation no you do because this is what makes it so great so you're familiar with the statue of David? Yes. yes? So sure. they made these tight little spandex shorts <laughs> that were just exactly. of this area of yes. his penis. And oh. I bought them and I knew they were too small, but I didn't care. So when it came to I made it, I was like, I have to oh get past God. the first round. Oh I do. God. I'm like swimsuit section. So I come out in a towel. Just that's it, just my towel, and I don't have a Stop. everyone's like, Oh God, is he naked over there? And I go, woof. And I just like present like this. David penis like underwear yeah, and I was like marble. I'm done this is all I wanted to do and everyone in the front row was like oh okay not everyone in the back could see it but I was like ta-da it was worth and it and scene it was worth I was like, it after that I'm like I don't give a shit what happened <laughs> Chris Cochran if you have pictures of that please keep them to yourself <laughs> please email them directly to me and I was like at that point I was like I like performing directly to me <laughs> yes Yes. Yes. That's so. amazing. Did you? Because because so it's. I mean, it, for you at all, uh, it sounded like there was never a time where again, like you said, like you this this wasn't real for like you. Yeah. It was never a a a, a, um, a, a doable career. Path. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Did you ever feel the same way, or did you always know, like, look, I'm just gonna I'm gonna make this work? You know, wow, that's such a. Let's dive into that. Yes. yes let's. It's it comes mm. and goes in in such waves um i think i grew up seeing my dad um who is a public speaker he's like very charismatic and just his gifts are making people comfortable making large groups of people comfortable he's just i watched him do that my entire life and i am my father's daughter (laughs) (laughs) you know i just love being in front of people i love being sort of a guide and and just like directing and kind of taking care of a group of people and and stories are just such a big part of my life. They're a big part of Louisiana culture in general. So I grew up with all of that yeah. around. And when I got to do my first play, it clicked. And I, I was like, this is a thing that people can do. And it just yeah. felt like all of all of my strengths and talents and, and gifts, like it just made sense. Yeah. It just synced yeah. up. And I just was like, you know, this is – 
I'm going to go towards this. This is the only thing that I can focus on right now. Sure. So luckily my parents were super supportive and, and they sent me to, to study that. And I know how lucky I am for that. I have a lot of friends who wanted to do the same thing and their parents were like, no, right. you need to go to medical school or you need to get a practical could you think of anything more opposite from theater than medical school? Yeah. I mean, isn't that crazy? And I had a friend that that happened to her and, and it crushed me, you know, for her. Um, but you know, moving here right after graduation in 2012, you know, I knew it would be hard and I just was not prepared for how hard it actually is. I mean, in, in school, it's more about technique and and how to dissect scripts and how to work as an ensemble and, and what your process is. But there's not a lot. There's not a lot being spoken about with like the longevity of your career. Sure, like yeah. how to how to take care of yourself mentally when when the the business is going to ebb and flow. You're going to mm-hmm. have really high highs and really fucking low lows. Sure. There will be, you know, a season where you're booking left and right, and then there'll be a year where maybe you don't do shit at all. Right. And it's hard to take care of yourself in those in those times, in either time, because you got to avoid getting a big head, and mm. you got to avoid thinking that you are such shit, and you're never going to get anything else ever again. A weird line to have to it's, toe. Yeah. It's hard, and what I'm finding is we're not talking a, enough about mental health in this country in general. Agreed. But when it when it comes to careers that that you're using your personality, things you will take them very personally. Yes. Rejection will be taken very personally um as performers and and you know anyone in the business, it, we're not taking care of our artists in that way. Um uh, not as much as I would like. So just I started to ask my friends um, and theater colleagues, like, hey, what are you doing outside of theater? What do you like to do? Um, and starting, I, I think we're all on the same page. Anytime I ask them that, they're like, oh, thank God. it! I'm not doing a play right now. Thank God you didn't ask me that. You know, or like, thank God we're talking about something other than theater. Yeah. You know, um, so just like. Which, by the way, I'm glad that's all we've talked about so far. <laughs> I know. Today. <laughs> right. And it's hard. I mean, I find myself. You know, if I see a, a, a theatrical friend, I'm like, oh, what are you working on right now? Without thinking. You right, know, or, right. or people ask me that, too. And luckily now I have an answer. But, you know, I didn't have an answer for a long time. And I was sure. really ashamed of that. Like sure. that had like that meant that I wasn't talented anymore because I wasn't in a show or wasn't booking anything or didn't have an agent. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's really hard to do any one of those things <clears throat> sure, to get yeah. an agent, to get a show. And. What I'm finding is if you can walk out of an audition that you booked, like you got an audition, that's awesome. If you walk out of there feeling good and you can immediately move on to, okay, what do I need to do next? I'm going to go run some errands or my day is going to go on in the way that I had already planned. You right. know, like this doesn't derail my day. That's success to me right now where where you're not so consumed with like I fucked that audition up right. or I killed that. Oh, I have to get it. And then if you don't get it, what is that? How does that feel? Sure. You know, it's really just taking care of yourself and realizing like, it's just one step at a time. Anne Hathaway had this really beautiful acceptance speech. Um, I think when she won for Les Mis and they asked her like, what are you, what are you, how are you going to celebrate? Yeah. 
And she was like, this is wonderful. This is lovely. Um, but it's on, it's on to the next project. It's right. We got to The hustle never stops. I can't just hang my hat on this and let it just yeah. ride. Yeah. And I really respected her for that. Like, this is wonderful. Like awards are great. Um, but this is about the work and tomorrow we go out and we go on more auditions and we keep working. Right. And that's for me, that's the dream. I don't, I don't want <clears throat> to personally be necessarily famous or anything like that, but I want to Oh, I thought be... you were saying that's the dream is to win an Oscar. <laughs> to right. win an Oscar. That's the dream is I mean, to win an Oscar. I I'll take it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> um, but but I, I spoke to Jason Chen about this a long oh, time nice. ago. I yeah. know the, the wonderful late Grayson, uh, Jason Chen. And yeah. um, he asked me what I wanted to do uh, with my career. And I said, I think I just want to be respected in working. Nice. And, that's a great answer. And it... Yeah, I mean, awards are fine and great, but if what happens when you win an award and then you don't work anymore? Yeah, and we've seen it happen, right? Right. And then people are like, oh, and how they've, and that's the thing is this business and all aspects of it, it's brutal. It's a machine, it's a monster. Mm -hmm. The monster will be kind and the monster will be devastating. You know, it's, you know, I have a good friend um, who spent, God, 10 plus years on the movie side of things, mm-hmm. making, producing things. Yeah. And one of the things I was always very impressed with him is like right out of college, he went in and he created his very first, uh, he and a group of guys made their first uh, um, independent film cool. for like $1.5 million. Like right out of the oh gate. Oh my God. Working wow. with guys like Mike Starr, yeah. Frank Vincent, like, uh, uh, God, I always forget his name, but some decent people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, that's really cool. And the thing that all those guys said was like, these kids are young and they're professional. I was mm-hmm. like, you have to ride with that because there's too many jackasses out there who yeah. are going to waste time, who are going to have big heads on their shoulders, who are going to think that not unlike the Shakespeare being art, that what they're doing, they're going to actually have the beret yeah. on their head. <laughs> and that, you know. The writing and, pants tucked and, into and the and they're, yeah. be, and they're going to be dicks. And yeah. there's a wonderful story. Um, are you guys familiar with uh, Joey Diaz at all, the comedian? <clears throat> He is a filthy comedian, but God damn it, is he fun to listen to. Yeah. He's a big dude. He's played a lot of roles as, as like a, a mobster or something. Okay. He's Cuban. Yeah. Uh, he's got, he got, he has what they call immigrant mentality. Like mm. he's here to, to hustle and, and yeah. make it happen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But for a while he was I doing I didn't know some, where that was going. Yeah, you're like, you're like, <laughs> in this day and age it's like, like mm. what is, everyone's like, oh, what's that mean? Brace, brace. It means immigrants come I'm, here. I'm with you now. Work their, I want to make sure it's clear. They work their asses off, you know, yes, and they make it happen. They get the job done. They get it done. Yeah, Hamilton has <laughs> Hamilton. So he was on a shoot, and it was it was like for like Subway or something like that, yeah. where it was supposed to be he was playing a, an Italian mobster or whatever. Yeah. And the, the, the whole conceit of it was they pull up to do a hit on a guy, but this guy had eaten like a chicken parmesan sandwich, and some stuff had fallen on his – Suit and then yeah. he fell asleep and they show up and they think, oh, he's already been dead, which Holy is kind of a weird thing for Subway, but whatever. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. So the point is, early 2000s. I was like, okie dokie. Uh, I'm sure Jared was still around. Um, so right. they, uh, the thing was, he was supposed to pull up, and but the problem was they 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 fucked something up with the car, so like it wouldn't stop, like the emergency brake wouldn't work. So he said the director on this was full on beret wearing turtleneck dude, like no. just subway like, commercial, like, right? Typical like, subway commercial. They're like, director. we got a really big deal director on this, so it's a big. It's a, like his agent told him that he's like, okay, whatever, and, whatever. And, who cares? And, and so he's doing it, and like the cars just won't stop. And there he's like, cut. He's like, guys, let's go. Like, get this, get this thing figured out. He's like, hey, you know, I'm sorry. I think there's something wrong with the car. Yeah. They do it again. Same thing happens. 
They pull some mechanics over. They think they get it. Still doesn't work. And it gets to the point where he yells, cut. He's like, will you fucking figure it out, you dumb shit? And Joey gets out and he goes, what the fuck did you say to me? And all of a sudden, the whole tone on the set just stopped. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, come over here. And he goes, we're going to have a conversation. He starts walking towards him. The director, like, gets up out of his <laughs> seat. He starts it. freaking out. He's out. like, come over here. Come over here. Come over here right now. Come over here. And, like, his um, yeah, assistants people, are, like, running with him. You can't let people shit on you. I and mean, you can't. The guy runs into his trailer. And, like, Joey's banging on there. He's like, open I'd up run, the door. I'd run away from this guy if he's coming at me. Are you sure? <laughs> I would, me? too. Oh, no idea. He's like, open up the door, you motherfucker. Open up the door Damn. right now. He's like, no, no. I'm, I'm calling the police. He goes, good, call the police. What have we done? Nothing. He goes, there's two men going to have a conversation. He goes, come out here and you speak we to me like a, a man. conversation. <laughs> he goes, you, and they're like, you, you need to go. He's like, I'm calling someone. We're going to get you replaced. He goes, it's two in the fucking morning, asshole. Who are you going to get to replace me? <laughs> He's like, come out here and talk to me like a man, and we'll sort this out like men. And Damn. finally the guy came out. And he's like, look, I don't give a fuck who you are. I'm here to work my ass off. He's like, you don't fucking talk to people like that. Where I come from, you call someone a fucking moron, a dumb shit, a retard. He goes, you get punched in the face. Yeah. He goes, I'm not going to do that to you. He's like, no, let's go get this fucking shoot done. <laughs> they go over, they shoot it, and he's like, uh, okay, we're done. He goes, hey. Wow. He puts his hand out, he shakes his hand, and he goes, hey, you can't treat people that way. He goes, you have to treat people. He goes, I'm a human being, you're a human yeah. being. He goes, you need to learn to fucking man up. Yeah. All right? And the guy goes, okay. Wow. He walks away, and the assistant comes up, and she goes, thank you for doing that. <laughs> thank you. She's like, thank you. She goes, oh, you know that guy was a terror. His whole, she's like, yeah. wow. sometimes people forget, you know, because they have, they win those awards yeah. and they put themselves up or, and they're like, or you know. people have like these lofty titles like, oh, that person, you should go introduce yourself to them because they are X, Y, and Z. And I'm right. like, I'm so bad at networking. I'm like, <laughs> me too. I'm like, what would I have to say to somebody that I don't know? Right. Just because they are higher up there. I would just. I don't know. <laughs> I'm hey, just like congratulations a, on your success. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm just like I'm a I'm a person that like you get to know over like a beer and food. Yeah. As opposed to That's <clears throat> why we're friends. Hello, Chelsea. I know yeah. <laughs> Hello, I know I need to come over here and talk to you because you are an important person. You yeah. know? Um yeah. It it's it's a weird thing. It's weird because people call that the hustle, right? Mm-hmm. There's but it comes across as insincere. To me, so to me you, it does. You can tell someone Some who's like... Some of my like, friends yeah. do network the shit out of themselves. And I'm like, impressed. Yeah. It was beautiful. I mean, even if you're really good at networking, I still... I And maybe it's just because I'm not good at it, but I still feel like... And I'll admit that, <laughs> I'm but I'm still... Let's just start still, the club. Yeah. Let's start the club. <laughs> um, yeah, the bad at networking networking <laughs> club. Uh I just I, I don't I don't care how good you are at it. To me, it's still... I, I'm like, I know what we're doing here. We're, we doing, are we're doing this dance, <laughs> yeah. and nothing about this feels organic. Yeah. You know, it's like I don't care how good you are at forcing that conversation or making yeah. it feel "quote unquote." You organic. said you said a very important word, and it was forcing. Yeah. It's forcing yes, the conversation. It just yeah. it does not feel. And again, to your point, I'm like, I'm going to go up to you and say what? Like, and say I, what? Yeah, like I, I'm a big fan. You should know me. Wait, I don't know you. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know anything about me. Right. Yeah, yeah, and nor would should you be interested in this moment. What am I going to say that's so compelling that you'll be yeah. like? I'm going to put you in my movie. Right. <laughs> you know? I'm yeah. going to remember this face, and you're going to be in the pictures. Yeah. It, well, I'll just... be like, oh, I won't remember your face because I can't see out of my left <laughs> eye. So <laughs> I, hope we, I hope you see me later on, and you 
poke me on the shoulder and remind me who you are. Well, I, I just think it's one of those things where there can it be... It sounds bitchy, but it is mostly because I can't see out of Seriously, my Seriously, I can't see. <laughs> but there's something about making a tangible connection with someone, yeah. you know, where you can meet someone and actually be like, you know, I have a colleague who went to like a women in tech mm-hmm. business conference yeah. recently, and she watched a woman who has an amazing business and she pitched she's one of 20 people that pitched to this panel of investors and she won she nailed it wow has an amazing like she basically it's it's the idea of providing education and leadership for kids who are in foster care and basically getting them to college yeah like providing them with like laptops and things that they can use to Mm -hmm. to have that and i was like holy shit that's an awesome mission statement and my colleague was so blown away by this person she was like I need to go talk to this person because I feel like I can actually contribute to yeah, this company. That's and she, cool. she said she got nervous because she's like, what the hell do I say? But she walked up. She goes, hey, I just want to say I love your business. I love what you do. It means a lot to me. I'm from that neck of the woods in that mm-hmm. neighborhood. And, um, you know, I would love to find a way to help contribute to your organization. She's like, well, that's great. What do you do? She's like, I'm a designer. I do this. I do that. She yeah. goes, we actually are a very small company. We may need that. She's like, here's my card. Wow. Let's have a conversation. Yeah. That is a genuine That's a great connection example. where it's yeah. like something as simple as like, hey, and meaning it, like, I really like what you do. I'm a huge fan. Um, I would love to work with you someday. Yeah. You know, it's not today or whatever, but let's, you know, I would love to exchange, you know, information with you at some point in time, whenever you feel comfortable. I, I, I'm just a genuine fan. Yeah. I think that comes across. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. As opposed to like, hey, you do a podcast. I do a podcast. Um, let's, Pod- let's, let's let's podcast. <laughs> you know? Podcast. That's like. That's uh, typically how I pitch people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, me podcast, you podcast? Hey, <laughs> I want to hear what you sound like when I record your voice. <laughs> Yes. When you're sleeping. Meet me in the basement of this bar. <laughs> I'm going to turn my cell phone on. Oh, my God. And I'm going to stream this. Literally, that's <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing that we oh, can convince people to come to a basement wow, of a bar. that's amazing. I could be dead soon right. and you could be watching this. There's no windows on these doors. <laughs> he wedged it closed. <laughs> with a nap. With a nap. That shit's not moving. <laughs> Oh, man. That well, is funny. as good as cement. He, he did the same thing to me when we were off mic. Uh, he was like, oh, well, I guess that's your opinion. Or what did you say? So he was, he was, he went on this tirade about Game of Thrones. And I just, I, I stood there just with my arms crossed. And I was just like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then he got done. And he was kind of, you're like, when you get into it, you're, he's like, <sighs> like a little, I'm like, all right. And I started walking over to the door. I go, well, if that's your opinion. And I just closed the door. <laughs> Slowly and latched it. You just saw him going, well, okay, here's Amazing. where I die. Yeah. I expect him to be like, Amazing. yeah, tell me more as he rolls out some plastic. Right. You know? Huey Lewis and the news goes on he the He just radio. turns on so the music great. over there, turns the knob, lights go down. I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah. well, it's been fun. That is <laughs> Goodbye. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. What, what do you think is worse, saying, hey, come meet me at the basement of this bar or come up to my apartment where we record? I yeah. Mean, which, I obviously- which one of the podcast <laughs> invites that we gave you was less creepy? I feel like neither of them were, and that's more of a commentary on me. <laughs> that's more of a commentary on myself. Well, and my I, I hope it's more because I'm like, okay. I hope it's yeah. more of a I trust Doug, and you know, hopefully yeah. that that works out. That I just way. didn't think about it. I was like, <laughs> I'll blindly follow my friends. <laughs> Down well, I'm going to take that as a compliment. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Doug is trustworthy. Doug, you Doug should. Is trust- so, yeah, take Doug to all your networking events is what we've <laughs> like, essentially hey, decided here. Come yeah. to my basement. You know, 
All you right. make it sound so fun. It sounds like it would be fun. Sure. Yeah. What is down there? I need to see it. I yeah. need to be there. I need to be in that basement. In the room where it happens. Another Hamilton. Hamilton. That's cool. I love that book. <laughs> Another Cool. Wow. <laughs> it's going to be a bit. I have to find a third one. I have to find a third you get, in. You well, do. Yeah. You got plenty of time. Yeah. yeah. You're right. You're yeah. right. <laughs> well, America was founded in 1776. Is that something you could use? 1776. <laughs> hey! Hey! I fucking did it. <laughs> Doug, you you walked us right into it. I don't know shit oh about that. <laughs> fucking tastic, Doug. <laughs> oh, my God. I, uh... I for a very brief period I thought I wanted to be a an actor. Yeah. And I, I auditioned. I went on a couple auditions and I to what you were saying earlier mm-hmm. could not I could not go on with the rest of my day after an audition. Yeah. And I that's where I realized I was like, Oof. as much as I would like to do this mm-hmm. and I still to this day think I would enjoy it. Yeah. I the audition process is I can't stand the audition process. It's a whole it's the worst thing in the world. It's a whole other muscle to to flex I mean it is not performance at all audition technique is its own thing yes and it is so difficult there are so many factors that could be against you that you have no control over you're too short they don't like your voice you remind them of their sister-in-law and they hate their sister-in-law you know like honestly that could be all of it and and it's it took me much longer than I would have liked to get comfortable with what I do well, which is flaunt the fact that I am grossly unskilled and just like show how unskilled I am. And that is like, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I feel so unskilled. Like I don't have a lot of quantifiable skills, but I'm like, let me show you how dumb I am. And it, that comedy seems to work uh, fairly well. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to toot your horn a little bit here because <laughs> Uh, I know I undersell myself. You, a lot. you totally do because uh, one of my favorite things is you and I went to I know I know I know I know I love I know. <laughs> uh, we went. We were in class at I O together, yeah. and one of my fa- well, first of all, we were in level five with Craig Euler, which was Craig. one of the best classes yeah. because my favorite thing about you was your ability to take your physicality mm-hmm. and you would bring a level of energy to a scene that was infectious mm. to the point where I was like, cool, because at that time when you're learning, everyone's like wooden and you're like, whoa, and you'd be an animal. You're like, check it out. I'm an ape. And I'm like, I did, a lot of, I did a lot of animals or yes. inanimate objects. I was like rarely a person. Yes. And <laughs> I it felt was uncomfortable being a human being. It's like, honestly, there, <laughs> it was a challenge for me to like play a regular person. Chelsea, let's unpack that. <laughs> I would like be a pencil a lot, <laughs> yeah, or a toaster. Yeah, um, I was like a gorilla a lot. Yes, um, you would you would come in lumbering in, like hunched over, and you'd be doing all these physical things. I'm but like, I would talk like a human being. Yes, like, like naturally. I just yeah. anthropomorphized yeah. everything. Yeah. But I would be like a fucking laptop, or yes. you know, a cup. And I, I loved know. it because you would bring something. Because everyone's always in their head about they're like, what should I say next? She's like, I'm a fucking laptop, clickety clickety clack. You know, I'm like, she's a laptop, and it takes a different perspective to the scene. You're like, cool, and it was had so much energy that I was like, awesome, we need this, we need this injection, oh, yeah. as opposed to, hi, Craig, hello, Larry, man, it sure is hot out here. Man, today. the mail hasn't come today. Oh man, know? I was really yeah. hoping to get my uh, check. You kill know. Me. And then yeah. it's like, whoa, my, my gorilla's out. <laughs> she starts, you know, whatever. A fucking tornado. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you know, yeah. <laughs> Welcome um, to us, I'm, bitch. You know, I'm glad you like that because I, I can't escape it. It's just how my brain is. No, and, and, and that's the thing that I, you know, when you say you like that is an energy that I think is sorely lacking oh. in a lot of ways because the fact that you feel comfortable to do that, a lot of people don't. You yeah, know? I, you know, when I would. Um, you know, go into other classes. If I had to skip our class, I would see that a lot of people really timid to do that. And I'm like, Oh, my class is doing this all the time. (laughs) And it was, it was wild to me to see people be so timid to play like wackadoo characters. Um, so yeah, I just, I just wanted people to be as weird as I knew that they all were, you know? Right. Um, do you, and do you find that you bring that into auditions then? Like, is that the thing that you highlight in auditions for yourself? think now I just highlight the fact that like I am like Peter Pan (laughs) all the time like I am just Peter Pan or I just like I'm falling in love with the fact that I like ride the line between masculine and feminine all the time and I love that I love sort of um, interchanging the the energies um, within me a lot and and I find that people people just like watching me or anybody just be comfortable with themselves. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, yeah. I will watch somebody fall in love with themselves way quicker than like somebody who is technically they just did that monologue perfectly. All the beats were there, everything was very clear, but if they didn't connect with that in their soul somewhere, right. that's kind of okay. You, you know, yeah. it was yeah. fine. But watching somebody truly just like living in their in their own world and we're just we just got the privilege to watch that. Yeah. That's all they That's, ever want to see. That yeah. is that is the mark of a true a true actor, a true performer. Like because you can, and it's it's so it's one it's of those really things, hard to get there. Exactly, but. It's that's magical what when it, it happens. And it's and it's yeah. not it's it is it's not one of those things where you can just like switch. You've got to find it. You've got to put yeah. the work in and find it. And there, right. it's so it's so evident when you see that on stage or on mm-hmm. screen, and when you don't, when they're missing that. Yeah, because like you're just. I'll watch a performance and I'll go. God, I just didn't buy that that person mm-hmm. was that was who they said they were. Right. Or and it, you just don't. It's this intangible thing. You yeah. can't. You don't know what it is. Right. But when it's there, holy shit, it's there. Yeah. And you know, it, it comes and goes in every performer. You know, even the greats are like, oh, you can tell that they didn't connect with that script yeah. as right, much right, as they right. did with this other mm-hmm. script. Um, but yeah, I because mean, because sometimes you have to pay off your boat, you know, and you got to <laughs> take whatever right. comes your way. What did Jeremy Renner say when he did? I think he did that really horrible, like Hansel and Gretel, like action, <laughs> right. whatever. Yeah. And they're like, "Why are you doing that?" He's like, "I got bills to pay." And <laughs> I was like, "Respect, right? You know, right. like at least you, he's honest about you're it. You're honest yeah. about he it." He didn't do yeah. a press drink and go, "Well, it's a good piece of art." Like, yeah. Well, no, I, he's like, "I got bills to pay, man." Yeah. Like Glenn Close was in Guardians of the Galaxy because it funds all of her independent yes, films. That's right. right. Yeah. She's like, "I'll happily take this payday so I can do what I want." That's yeah. right. I was like, oh my "Yes, gosh. that's amazing," and yeah. I loved her in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. By the way. David Harbour was, a, I just listened to an interview he did, and he talked about how, like, for, like, 20 years, you know, he just worked his ass off as, yeah. like, the, oh, that guy that's in that thing, yeah. you know? <laughs> and then he's, like, and it was, he's, like, it was working for me. I was mm-hmm. paying my bills. I was a working actor. He goes, but the, he goes, the Stranger Things script came along, and he's, like, there was something about... <sighs> <laughs> he's so good in that. I right? know. He's so good in that. Well, and that's the thing he was talking about. He's like, he goes, I, he goes, not for myself, but because the script was so good. Mm-hmm. He goes, I knew I needed to do something different for this. Yeah. And he goes, so I, he goes, I went back to acting class. Wow. I got, God. I got Whoa. someone to break the script down with me. 
He goes, I would sit in my chair and just go through being David Harbour for hours and just, he's like, the process, he's like, I dove deeper and tore apart Mm. this character more than anything I've ever worked on. And he goes, and I think, you know, it it shows. And like, whoever was interviewing was just like, it fucking absolutely shows. It was amazing. Because now, like, you're Hellboy now, you're, you can do anything you want now. You're David Harbour now. I haven't seen Hellboy, but as soon as I heard that he was cast as that, I was like, fucking perfect right? I think he really like that energy yeah. he just he's perfect for yeah. that he lives in that range I yeah. feel like all the time but to make yeah. that connection he talked about because he's for years struggled with mental illness and mm. so he's like he tr- he went into that realm yeah. and had to sit in that realm wow. like for a while and like to play like lo- losing his daughter as that character yeah. and yeah. he's just like he's Horrible. like how does this connect and how can I He's like, I spent so many years in therapy trying to get out of that. And yeah. then, now with this role, I just went, all right, we're diving headfirst back into this yeah. pain. Yeah. But you know, I, it sounds that like... that connection. It sounds like he did that in a really safe way. I get very, I get very passionate about people who misuse like, oh, I'm a method actor. And yes. use that yes. to like cross emotional boundaries, not only for themselves, but puts the entire cast and crew like in danger. Like Leto? Jared Leto kind like of thing. Like Jared Leto. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> let's just throw this out there. Let's yeah. just start with that. Um, yeah, I got many thoughts about him. I, Daniel Day-Lewis. Like, yes, he's a really great actor. I respect him for that. He, it, he puts himself above the project. Yes. He does. That's a great the whole, way of saying it. The whole thing with him in Lincoln, and he was never able to, like, be out of character. Like he and would Sally. text as Lincoln or something. I and, yeah. can't even hear that. Oh, <laughs> like that is so. That is Her, your crazy. physical response. To that oh was my god! The, again, Only, your physicality. I can't no! even hear that. Only Twitch got the beauty that that was that. Yeah. Yes. I mean that is absurd. Well, who was um who played Mary Todd? Was that Sally Field? It was yes. Sally Field. Yes. Yeah. Her having to address him, even like. No matter like at the craft service table, yeah. As as Mr. Lincoln, that's fucking crazy. Right, like that is that is directly affecting her process, right. which she probably doesn't want to be right. doing. She wants to be like, hey, Daniel, we need to go over these lines. Like, if you can't, that's insane. I'm Mr. President. Right. Oh, fuck. Asshole. If you can't get back <laughs> into character, you're candid. You there was so much rage. And I have this conversation asshole. about Jared Thank Leto God you're and Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> Bi-weekly, it feels like. Like, I talk about this all the time. and It seems uh, selfish. With, again, this is something I'm not yeah. saying, but it seems very selfish. It well, is. I mean, as like, an actor, get back into character. Like, come, come out of it's it. It's called acting. Act, right. Like, I, I understand, like, needing to be in the moment. And maybe for, like, an hour or two before mm-hmm. you're seen, like, get there. That's Getting totally zone, great. Yeah. But, like, to, to go home. To maybe not talk to because I think he said he didn't talk to his wife or something for the whole. Oh my god! Like he was like he took it to. It, it, yeah, to let me point. abuse my loved ones right. while I for my art. For I my don't art. know who you are. That is insane yeah. to me. Theater and film and TV. This is this is a collective endeavor. Mm. This is this is about the group's effort. Mm-hmm. And and to make it about one person or two people or it is just so that is not at least to me that is not what this business is about that no. is not what storytelling is about it is a community thing and I get very passionate about it because the theater gave me my entire life it feels like mm-hmm. I mean it 
it definitely put me on the path to where I'm at now in my adult life. And it gave me my best friends. It gave me, you know, the people that I have been partners with and, and just like how I am now, it, there's no other way to put it. It gave me my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. And, and, and to watch people, to watch other performers or, or other people in the business, no matter their department, you know, like make it a real masturbatory thing or a real isolated thing. It's like, no, this is a community. <laughs> this is what this is about. And, right. you know, uh, another example, like Leo DiCaprio in Django. Uh, don't get me wrong. That performance was amazing. Yeah. But maybe call cut when your hand gets... <laughs> Broke, gets broken, yeah. <laughs> gets cut, sliced open, right. or or not even that. Just don't grab Carrie Washington's face, her open mouth with Smear your blood right. all over. Like, Ugh. that's when I got really angry is, if you're going to harm yourself, fine. And that's, <laughs> and hard stop. And that's fine. <laughs> if you're going to cross that line and you've you've made peace with that boundary being crossed for yourself, physical boundary, that's fine. But as soon as that is going to affect somebody else directly it, to a place where that's like unsanitary and unhealthy for that other person, fucking stop. Or right. if they're like, "Hey, I'm 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 cool. Whatever you need, it, it's it's you get the the buy-in, you know." Where it's like, yeah, whatever, or, man. Or discuss that. Yeah, right. Look, I may cut my hand, and if I do, is it cool if I put blood in your mouth? Yeah, I'm all for it. Let's do this. You know, like, look, look I don't know. I guess those, have I guess those contingency cool. plans. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. talk. I about guess that. she was cool with it because I've never, I've never read anything where that was like. A oh, I'm sure she was cool, yeah. with, cool it with it because yeah. otherwise they'd be like, oh, she's difficult to work with. Yeah, just like Uma Thurman, right. you know, when she was doing Kill Bill right. in that super unsafe car. Yes. situation where she got injured because she's like, I don't think this is safe. Yeah. Shut up and drive. And she's like, okay. And she got fucking seriously injured. Yeah. You know, so I'm sure, because what are going to do? Oh, she's crying because of a little blood. What are you going to do? Because it's it like, could... I don't want to get sick. Right. Yeah. I don't want <laughs> any diseases or whatever. I don't want that anyone's is. blood in my mouth. Yeah, what you would argue, I would argue that in that scene, she was the better of the two actors because she fucking helped, she composed herself and she, like, she, oh, yeah. like, that was... <laughs> Oh, I mean, yeah. I watched her and I was yeah. like, I would be flipping my shit right now. Sure. Or, you know, had them that either flipping my shit or that scene would not have made it past. The final cut, yeah. Yeah, would yeah. not have. Because I would have been like, did we all just see this right. and nobody did anything? Never put your bodily fluids right. near my mouth. Like, time out, Leo. Why do we have we to doing? talk about this? Right, 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 right. Yeah. Right, yeah. So, I mean, things like that, it just. It really upsets me, and I don't know. But that is; those are examples of this isn't for the community. This is for the individual, right. and they're putting themselves above the project. And, that's, we, and it, it's yeah. not what method at its core is. No, yeah, not at all. And, but I mean, who am I? I mean, <laughs> Leo doesn't know who I am, so it doesn't really affect. <laughs> well, it's because you haven't tried to network with him. You know what <laughs> I mean? That's right. Yeah. Full circle. Here we go. <laughs> you got to meet him on that New York street and be like. Hey! Hey, what's You're up, Leo? And if you just, how's your hand, Leo? Right. How's your hand? You put blood in his mouth. He's like, what's it feel like, Leo? What's it taste like? If you do get the chance, do not give away your shot. <laughs> Hamilton! Hamilton! <laughs> Hashtag Hamilton. Was that a basketball reference? You got it. Go Warriors! Go. Pelicans! <laughs> Kaka! So That's silly. the sound of a pelican. Yes. <laughs> the universal sound of a pelican. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. <laughs> 
uh, so exciting. There's the the people who the the, the like you could take Daniel Day Lewis and mm-hmm. Leo and all these people who like practice method and like really piss other people off. And there's a way to kind of sort all of this out. Yeah. Is the thing like there's there's a place that you can send all of them that 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 the ultimate decision, the ultimate judgment happens. Hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, there's a curious look over here. Do you know what he's talking about? No. Okay. It's, a it's a throwdown. It's a throwdown. A throwdown. <laughs> This is Jenny. She turns. She's like, "What is that?" I think. Uh, Do tell. Did we uh, the last time that uh, Chelsea was here? Uh, I think we. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> did we not? Uh, we said it was Steve Jobs versus Bill Gates. Uh, I think we did. Oh a third. Is that yeah, who it was. Yes, it was. Yeah. there okay. was like a helicopter situation. I think <laughs> it got it, really it, off it, topic. It was. It was really beautiful. So okay. today, uh, mm. I learned something about you. Not during the podcast. I learned nothing about you during the podcast. But <laughs> I have not been listening at all. <laughs> um, today, uh, I, I told Doug Pryor, I said, the, the where I'm going to go with this throwdown, I said, you and I, Doug, will have very relatively little say, if, if <laughs> oh, none. Shit. I said, Chelsea's going to be, uh, excuse me, Chelsea is going to be... Uh, <laughs> She's going to be arguing both sides. So, oh shit! Yeah. So, okay. And we'll okay. we can say that makes sense or not, but okay. you'll you well, have that's your opinion. You, yeah. you have the uh, the most authority. Okay. So I heard you were a supernatural fan. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, we're in my realm now. Okay. <laughs> okay. I feel better. Now. I feel better. I am comfortable. <laughs> so uh, there's two different ways we could go. I think what I want to do is this first one. If you don't like it, let me know, and we'll okay. go a different route. But I'm going to put the entire cast of Supernatural versus the entire cast of Buffy. Ooh, damn. Battle to the death. Okay. Doug, you want to start us (laughs) off? So there's Buffy, and then there's Todd Supernatural. (laughs) If I legitimately, if I had liquid in my mouth, that would have been a a not even joking spit take. I I wasn't expecting that. I know there's two dudes in Supernatural, right? At least two dudes. Two main dudes. They're brothers? They're brothers. Correct. They're the Winchester brothers. Dean and Sam Winchester. Yes. Okay. Winchester. Winchester. Hey, Sammy, get the fuck over here. Sammy. There's a demon we got to fucking slay. (laughs) Sammy Dean Winchester. Yeah, yeah. Matt Matt Damon, everyone. Matt Damon. Uh, I didn't realize that Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Sterling K. Brown were also in this show. Or at one point were. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I I saw that and I'm like, I might have to watch the show. I so all fifteen seasons. I love Sterling K. Brown, and I for I also forgot that he was in like some of the earlier seasons as a as a um, hunter as well. And he kind of goes a little crazy. He's an amazing actor. Yes. Wonderful actor. Yes, wonderful. Mm-hmm. What well, and Lauren Cohan? Oh yeah, really? Yeah, he's walking dead all up in this. Oh yeah, they yes. Interesting. Good God, I have to guess after fifteen seasons, like this list probably Every just keeps going. One is in. This show. Oh, Ashton Holmes. Look, there is a I, there are a lot of repeat characters that come back after seasons um, have been been gone, and that to me, like, says that that cast and crew and just that set must be the fucking tits. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, it just must be so much fun to mm-hmm. work with them. And they're ending after season fifteen. I can't believe they got to fifteen. That's y'all. incredible, especially for it's a CW insane. show. Expect like I mean it's the money maker. <laughs> it's CW's like we keeping the lights on with this. I mean, yeah. yeah I um, it, even though I feel like story wise it probably should have ended, 
a long time ago. <laughs> what season would you have wrapped it up with? Mm, that's really difficult. Um, well, Kripke left after season five, the, yeah. the creator. That was oh, and that's okay. when it was like at its strongest. And then they kept going. I think I probably would have ended it um, after Dean uh, became a demon. After he... Uh, spoilers! That was so long ago. <laughs> so not really spoilers. Um, but he... Suck it! Suck it! Essentially what happened is to wield the first blade, which is the first... Which is what was used to kill um, Abel... Um, he had to like get the mark of Cain from Cain because Cain was oh whid- whittling some shit in a in a log cabin somewhere in the woods. He's enjoying his retirement. Yeah, and and he had to like get this mark transferred. It was like a lengthy process, and that mark demonized his soul. Okay, and it was a huge thing because the the brothers had been like fighting against that exact thing their entire lives. Um, and that was a major turning point for his character. And then they only had him be a demon for three episodes. Oh, that seems, oh that's some shit. And that's then, some Game of Thrones shit. And then they reversed it in a very weird way with injecting blood into it. Was it's so complicated? But they was it didn't. Leo's blood? They put Leo's blood it's in. Leo's it. blood. Leo came in, just smeared it around <laughs> his chest. Now yeah. you are clean. You are it was clean. Weird. It was weird. But yeah, I mean, I probably would have ended it there because that was such an interesting switch in, in his character. Yeah, yeah. And to see him just be a demon and be everything that he always worked against, you know, worked hard to to avoid. Um, yeah, that was like season eight, season nine. It was a long time ago. <laughs> and they're running out of stuff. <laughs> Obviously. Running out of stuff. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to watch every last fucking minute. Um, and everybody who works on that show is so talented and you see the passion in their performances and in the editing and the direction. I mean, Jensen directs a lot of the episodes and I love that. He grew up, he, he, in a lot of ways he grew up on that show. You know, they were really young, Yeah. you know, 15 um, years younger. (laughs) They were, let's see, they were like. Mid twenties, maybe late twenties, and now they are seventy years old. Yeah, yeah. So demon blood will do so. <laughs> so hype. So all so those amazing sounds people. like supernatural beats Buffy. <laughs> it sounds like to me. But you know, <laughs> I don't know. Buffy paved the way. You know, Buffy. When Buffy ended and Supernatural started, they were riding Buffy's coattails, and and I don't blame them. I mean, I mean that was Buffy a was super amazing. Successful show. Yeah. yeah. Buffy was amazing. How long did Buffy go on for? At least six seasons. Only six? I He's have no up. idea. Oh that was out, out of his <laughs> ass. But you believe my Google confidence? Go- I did. I got to that place. I, I found it. I so, found that I'm place. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, fake confidence for one line. Nailed it. We're Googling it. We're Googling it. Oh, get out of here, Rocket Man. Come on. Rocket. No, don't say it. Rocket Man. (laughs) Cool. Chelsea said it. It's okay. I'm sorry, Chelsea. You do this God damn it. (laughs) Seven seasons. I was so close. Seven seasons. Yeah. 144 episodes, seven seasons. And Supernatural surpassed that twice. Almost. You doubled it. Right. And then some. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Buffy, Buffy really, you know... Like I said, paved the way for shows like it and like Supernatural to come afterwards. So I don't know. I think I give a lot of respect to Buffy. 
Mm-hmm. It's the OG. It's the OG. But, um, I mean, I'm a ride or die Supernatural fan, so, and even with all of its flaws, I'm like, I will go down, <laughs> swing. This is the hill that this I will hill. die I will on. plant my flag here. Yes. Um, okay, so you're saying out of the two shows, it's got to be uh, um, Supernatural for the win. In but, my book, but, oh yeah. But I feel like that's not. So let's do a let's do a lightning round. Okay. Where we put Dean and Sam Winchester up against each other. <laughs> and uh, oh, up against each other. Oh, they're by, the two of the brothers are battling to the death, and it's okay. non-demonic Dean because okay. that's just not fair. Yep. And uh, real quick, uh, Water Speech on Twitch <gasps> asked, "Are any of these groups?" <laughs> obviously, he does not watch these. He just goes, "Are any of these groups uh, battling involved with Riverdale?" <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't think so. So no, there's that. But yeah. I, Welcome back, the, Water Speech. It is the same um, network, right? Yes. Riverdale's I think CW. So. Sure. Supernatural is a very CW show. Yes. You know. Um, and okay. you know that to be true. Just, it's a feeling that you get. Right. You're like, <laughs> yeah, I bet you that airs in the CW. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. So Dean versus Sam, non-demonic either of them. They're going head to head in a battle to the death. Yep. Okay. Who wins? Um, I have a lot of thoughts on this because I think Sam is a little bitch. <laughs> All right, Dean for the win. <laughs> Dean for the win. But I don't think that Dean Dean could never kill his brother. Really? So I think Sam would be able to kill Dean because Dean's loyalty to Sam would out outweigh his own um, self preservation. Absolutely. Interesting. I think Dean could whoop <laughs> Sam's ass, but I think. He would never do it because he's too loyal to his brother. He has come back from hell and gone to so many places looking for Sam. Yeah. And have been successful. And Sam has been like, well, you died, so I moved on. And I'm like, you That's cold son shit. of a bitch. Yeah. So I think Dean's Sa- too pure a heart. I think so. Okay. I so think we're he's saying- too blinded by loyalty. Yeah. So we're saying Supernatural versus Buffy. Supernatural for the win. We're saying Dean versus Sam. Sam for the win. Sam for the win only in like uh, loyalty and morality terms. But I think physically speaking, Dean could whoop Sam's ass. I'm so conflicted with the results. What do we do? Sounds like Dean would physically do it, could physically beat Sam, but he just wouldn't do it. He would never do it. So, so who wins So then? Sam wins. Because, Sam. Because, because Dean would stop short of Dean killing would him. Dean would absolutely and stop. And then Sam would pull him in and kiss him like John did to Khaleesi. And then just... School. Yes. Sam for the win! Sam for the win! Supernatural for the win! <laughs> Riverdale! <laughs> Todd Supernatural! Hamilton! <laughs> Hamilton! Uh, Jughead would beat all their asses. <laughs> There's that. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Fair. Agreed. Agreed. Which we're not going to argue with you, okay? Uh, Which Sprouse boy is that? Huh? Cole? Who Sh- plays Jughead? Oh, it's Kevin. A, it's a Sprouse twin. Ke- Kevin Sprouse. <laughs> Kevin Sprouse. Uh, Jughead Riverdale. <laughs> It's definitely Kevin. Cole Sprouse. I was Cole so close. Sprouse. Yes. Cole Sprouse. So there's that. Well, Chelsea, I want to thank you so much thank for you taking guys. the time. This was such a lovely conversation. It was a good as time. Always. Thank you so much. Uh, we always take this time to allow the guests to promote, to network, Ooh. to put themselves out there. Talk about what you have coming up. If people want yeah. to follow you, where can they find you? Awesome. So, yeah, if you uh, want to follow me, I am on Twitter. Twitter sometimes. <laughs> Once a year um, at uh, nope, not Chelsea. Nope, underscore, not, underscore, Chelsea. Nice. It's not me, or is it? Um, 
And uh, Instagram at Nope Not Chelsea as well. Um, come see Drunk Shakespeare if you're in the Chicago area. We're uh, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays um, at 182 <clears throat> North Wabash. It's a good time. We're in a hidden library. Come find us. Woo. And uh, yeah, we get drunk and we do Shakespeare. Maybe. I don't know. Come see us. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> We're open indefinitely. So yeah. That's fantastic. Do you still do the uh, Facebook affirmations like you used to do? I don't. Not all that much. Although I, I was worried that I was like, oh, is this up my own ass? Where I'm like, <laughs> listen, you're doing great. Don't let anyone tell you different. I'm making fun of my own self, but it seems to help people when I do post those things. So um, You posted one re- re- recently. And I was recently. like, oh, she's back at it. Good for her. And I like it. You know it. when I post them, it, it's a sign that like, oh, Chelsea's probably going through some stuff. <laughs> Chelsea's going through she's some stuff. Helping everyone else she's out just trying so to she help. can help herself. Yeah. Yeah. She's trying to help people through her pain. Help <laughs> people through her pain. That's awesome. Aww. That's awesome. Yeah. Justin, what do you got? Anything you want to promote? Uh, I'm sure there is, but I can't remember. Go see uh, John Wick 3. Um, I have not good? seen it yet, but I know it's going to be good because the other two were fantastic. I heard I've it heard good, good things. Yeah. 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 Um, and then Avengers Endgame is just about to surpass Avatar. <laughs> uh, so go fuck yourself, James Cameron. <laughs> I love it. Uh, all the love in the world to you, but go fuck yourself. Yeah, all right. I can say is... House Stark forever. Yeah, right. Right. In both forever. respects. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I like that. House Stark forever. Well played. Nice. Uh, I know there's something else I should be promoting. I can't. I don't know. So I'll steal uh, one from you. Yeah. Uh, go see the Chris and Matt show. Oh yes. At Second City cool. uh, next two Saturdays. Chris Vellucci, Matt Lampson, uh, rocking there. Vellucci. Uh, fun stuff. Also got wonderful videos by Two East Eighth in there. So check it out. It's a great show. Go there. It's at the, the Demot. Yep. Tickets are thirteen dollars. You put in the. Uh, ticket code SQUEEP, that's S-Q-U-E-E-P, and you'll get $3 off your tickets. So go check that out. I'll pull an old one out of the hat. Uh, go watch Shit's Creek. <laughs> yes. I did like, I did like yeah. a, month and a, half, a month and a half straight of just plugging that. I yeah. love right? Shit's Creek. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> go watch, go Levy watch Levy boys Creek. are so good. Oh, I want Dan Levy to be my best friend. I'm your best friend. He is my best friend. What? In my own mind. Yep, that's fair. <laughs> that tracks. He doesn't know it yet. You guys can find MindGap on Facebook. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at MindGap Podcast. Um, you can also find us on Twitch. Thank you to the folks that watch us on Twitch. We're at twitch.tv slash Podcast. And also, uh, we have some something fun coming out the pipe very soon through MindGap, uh, which might show up it's on coming, YouTube. It is coming out the pipes. Out the pipes. <laughs> out real soon. Real fun. Pipe. If you have a suggestion for an awkward video that you'd like me to watch and put me through, uh, email us at mindgappodcast@gmail.com with a link. Uh, we've got a couple coming in. I can't wait to record uh, me watching them and me just dying as uh, Justin laughs. So definitely so do that. Uh, Justin also exists in the digital realm. That's right. On Twitter and Instagram, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It is the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify, and on Google Podcasts, wherever podcasts are sold. You can subscribe to us, review us, share us around, rate us, all the things that we ask that you do that means so much to us and take so little time uh, on your behalf. So please just start doing them. And then uh, also thank you, big thank you, to Elephant and Castle at 111 West Wabash for Adams. hosting us. Sorry. I'm so used to saying 185 North Wabash. 111 West Adams is where we're at currently. Um, come check them out. Come check out uh, Elephant and Castle at 185 North Wabash. Both of them have specials. Go check out those specials online and just uh, show support because it's a really cool uh, place that has been very good to us. Yes. And uh, 2East8th.com slash MindGap. 
And then uh, just watch Tui State's uh, social media presences because we got some cool shit coming out. Woo woo! Chelsea, thank you again. Damn, that was so professional. I just remember, like reeling about you guys. That was amazing. You know to something? Watch. You're professional. I try. You are. You're you are. professional. You're professional. Goddamn professional. Tell me, I'm prof- you are. Hey, it's a professional. Hey. Oh! See you guys next week. Mind Gap Podcast.